Ready? I'm ready when you are. Well, good morning, and we welcome you again to the Hills Church at Home. If you're just gathering around to watch service this morning, I encourage you to download the message notes. I won't get into all detail, but as always, it gives you an opportunity to go back and read the verses, go back and read some of the chapters before and after. And then if you have any uh, smaller children in the house, you can download the activity sheet and they can actually color and fill in the crossword puzzle as uh, we're having service today. And if you're catching up, we're glad that uh, you tuned in as well. So round up the family, wake up grandma, grab your coffee and uh, let us pray this morning and we'll get started uh, into God's word today. So Father, we thank you for this opportunity to gather today to remember you, to remember your promises over our life. And Father, in our scriptures today, to remember that there is power in the song of worship. Let us be people that are worshipers, and we bless you in Jesus' name, amen. Well, I wanna look at two places today. I wanna look in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, and then I wanna jump in in a a very similar type of scripture in Acts chapter 16 with uh, Paul and Silas, in fact, We're going to look at a man today named Jehoshaphat. I don't think that there's anybody that knows that they're having a baby boy that is thinking of the name Jehoshaphat. But we're going to look at how he connects with God in such a way that the battle that he is facing becomes God's battle. And then I want to look uh, again at how a beat up Paul and Silas who are thrown in jail, who are chained in jail, worship the Lord and everybody's chains fall off. You know, as we we get into this, you know, I, I think all of us are probably missing baseball season and we love to hear when the announcer says things like this. It's the bottom of the ninth inning. They're down by three runs. The bases are loaded. It's two outs and it's a full count. And the batter, you know, it's one of those situations that everybody is sitting on the edge of their seats. They're chewing something or biting their nails. They can't wait to see what's going to happen. And that's when everybody gets glued in. But what's interesting sometimes when it happens in our life is every kid dreams of being the boy that's standing at the plate that wants to be that batter up. Yet when life circumstances hit us, many times we wanna run the other direction or in Jehoshaphat's situation, he probably could have fought the battle with his own military might. Paul and Silas might've been able just to go ahead and stay in the jail because they were being persecuted for preaching or exercising the, the name of Jesus. But when we read these stories in the Bible, these are real people that are thrown in real circumstances that they are, their backs are against the wall 
And yet when they begin to position themselves to call out to God, God responds and God moves. I love when we read in the Bible because many times I think we get so used to things, we want things easy. You know, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were in the fire, but the Lord was very present with them. Daniel was in the lion's den, but the Lord protected him. Moses had to stand at the edge of the Red Sea with people complaining and wondering what he was going to do and with the Egyptians in chase before God told him to go forward. Paul was in prisons and yet God began to move. So as we begin to look at our scriptures today, let's be reminded that we remember that 2 Timothy chapter 3.16 lets us know that all scripture is God-breathed. We're not reading history stories. We're not learning about just little facts. We have been given these words that are God-breathed. And as we're gonna see these different leaders today, when they turn to God, they're going to turn to God and they're going to use the song, worship, as an opportunity to do their battle. In fact, my title today is Confidence Through Your Song. You know, I I watch people all the time when I'm out driving. I have seen grown men pull out drumsticks and they're having their own drumming section on their steering wheel of the car. Who knows what they're listening to? I've seen people in hard rock rockers in their car, heads banging, swinging around, music out loud. I've seen people that look like they're rapping and I've seen people that look like they're worshiping away. You've probably seen the very same thing too. There's something in us that connects with a song. There's something in us that that music touches everybody. And it doesn't matter the style, there's something powerful about music. Well, that's been placed into us uh, by God. We're we're a, a people that were born to worship him, to sing. And people express that in so many different ways, and we're going to see the power of that today. In fact, it's important to find your song, to find your anthem in these days. Allow yourself, position yourself to be a God worshiper. Well, in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, hopefully you found it by now, but I encourage you to go back and read uh, later in chapter 17, 18. It'll give you a little bit better picture of the story we're reading today. In fact, the kingdom of the Israelites is divided into two. There's a king named Ahab, who really is an evil king. And then there's the king that we're going to look at today, Jehoshaphat, who is a man that has positioned his heart to seek after God. And yet when you read back in 17, 18, and 19, uh, Jehoshaphat marries and aligns then himself with Ahab, who listens only to the prophets that say good things about him. In fact, it says that in the scripture. He didn't listen to one of the other prophets because he didn't like the things that he said. And it was always things that that, um, required him to change, and he didn't want to do that. Well, in this, this alignment, 
King Ahab wants Jehoshaphat to fight with him in a battle. You, you can read that later. You know, if you look up and you read a little bit about Jehoshaphat's uh, army, you'll read several times that there were uh, mighty men of 300,000, 280,000, 200,000 archer. I mean, you go on the 100,000, 100,000. I mean, they, they were powerful. Jehoshaphat had a powerful army. He was reigning in peace. It really looks like his kingdom was moving along much like Solomon until we read in 2 Chronicles 20. And I was doing a devotion on that this week. I even shared some of these verses today in our Wednesday night uh, gathering. But I wanted to touch on them a little bit today because they are so powerful because Jehoshaphat could have leaned on his army. He could have had a battle, but what happens is his intelligence sources are letting him know that three nations are coming together to come down and to battle Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah. Remember, back in those times, they're not coming just to take prisoners. They are coming to completely wipe everything out. And so when hit with a crisis, a, nat a national crisis, you know, many people get angry. Many people would start complaining. In fact, many times people shift and they blame God or they say, there's no God. Where is God? But what we see Jehoshaphat do is he begins to lead the people first in himself. See, we have to lead ourselves first. He puts prayer first place. In fact, what begins to happen in this nation is they begin to fast, they begin to pray, and what it causes their breakthrough is when they begin to worship. In fact, there's nothing worthwhile that's going to happen until they pray. Jehoshaphat knew this, that the most powerful, strongest weapon that he had was not his military might, was not the strength of this nation. It was when they prayed. You know, when we pray, here's what happens. We don't panic. We don't get angry. We don't put our trust in others. We don't start blaming others. It drives us to pray and to seek the Lord. In fact, I love this part when you read 2 Chronicles 20, the nation gathers to pray. It says, every man, woman, and child began to seek the Lord. So I want to read a couple of these verses today. Uh, and so we read this in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, uh, verse 2 and 3 says this, and Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to what? To ask help from the Lord, and from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. In fact, in verse 12, it says this, O our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do. But here's the shift. But our eyes are upon you. 
You know what begins to happen and we begin to see this example we begin, it's not just the leader Jehoshaphat praying. It's the entire nation that begins to set their heart to seek the Lord. And we read those words. We don't know what what to do. You know, when I read about his military might and I read uh, about their ingenuity, I think somehow they knew what to do. But in this situation, with three different nations coming upon them, when Jehoshaphat was afraid, the first step that he did was he began to seek the Lord. In fact, we read this that becomes actually a prophetic word to them on exactly how things are going to be played out. So remember, though, that they've took the opportunity to fast before the Lord. They've took the opportunity to pray before the Lord. And verse 17 says this, you will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or do not be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord is is with you. Boy, those are the words that we need to hear in our day-to-day. You know, I know we have different business leaders. Maybe you're an employee at a company, and maybe the between the news cycles and the memos coming out from your company and the changes that are taking place, maybe all of us at different times can feel like Jehoshaphat, that there's a multitude of things coming at once, and it would be very easy to position ourselves in fear, but uh, Jehoshaphat does the right thing. Be a person that seeks the Lord. Call those that you can to fast and pray, and that example is the Lord's going to fight for you. Would you listen to those words today? Allow those words to get on the inside of you that the Lord is fighting for you. We're not in this alone. We've not been forgotten about. The Lord is fighting for you. In fact, when we pick up the story in verse 21, it says this, and when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those that should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness. And as they went out before the army, they were saying, and here's what they're saying and worshiping, Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Now, when they begin to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Zaire, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. As they began to sing and to praise. So here's what's interesting in this whole story, and it is an actual step of faith. The step of faith for Jehoshaphat was not to lean on his own understanding, not to lean in their military might. Jehoshaphat set his heart to seek the Lord. Jehoshaphat set his heart to call a nation to prayer and fasting. And when the response of the prophets came out that the Lord was on your side, position yourself what they probably didn't think that the Lord would have them do was, we're actually gonna go out with worshipers. We're gonna go out and sing. 
But as they begin to follow those very instructions of the Lord and sent out singers that said, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever, the Lord set ambushes to where these three militaries that came in killed themselves. And all of the spoil came upon that nation, came upon Jehoshaphat. They were witnesses of what, of what God did. And you know what, what the secret uh, to this battle was? They sang and worshiped the Lord. You know, there's several places in the Bible where we see the power of a song of worship. When we read in the book of Psalms, most of those Psalms in there are songs that David actually uh, wrote and sang. The power of a song. You know how powerful a song is? If I hear a certain song from the band Journey, I'm instantly taken back to an eighth grade dance And though I don't remember what I was wearing last week, I still remember I was wearing a turtleneck. I remember who I was slow dancing with. I remember all of that, and it was linked to a a song. You and I were created to be people that sing. It's a gift that's placed on the inside of us. But when we read it in the scripture, the song of a worshiper is so, so powerful. In fact, With God on their side and a song, their problems and their battles became God's. He took care of it. He took care of the battle. Instead of of having to fight, they were spectators in watching exactly what God did. Here's where we have to trust. We have to trust the Lord today to be fighting our battles. But I want to ask you this. Are you being somebody that is worshiping? Has that been a part of what you've been doing these last several weeks? You know, many of the many times what we'll do around our household is we'll turn on YouTube and we'll go to a certain worship list and we'll just have it playing in our house. And you know, we may not be singing along, we may be listening uh, just a little here or there, but it becomes very powerful in our household. Even before we go on and we go on the service, we turn on the playlist. You can go to our YouTube site, do the playlist, listen to some worship songs. It's, it's amazing how powerful worship is in the midst of any crisis. Because here's what's happened. The threat was real. The battle was real. The army was real. But here's what became more real. Jehoshaphat sought the Lord. The people sought the Lord. They sent people out to sing and to worship, and God set the ambush. Can I encourage you today? Find your song. Don't be discouraged. Use these days as an opportunity that God is doing something new in you and in your family and with your business that there are new opportunities out there and don't go off of what you hear. Jehoshaphat hears, starts to fear, but then he sets his heart to seek the Lord. We're in days where we've gotta be seeking the Lord. We've gotta find our song. Can I encourage you today? Find your song. All right, 
We'll put a pause there. Let's jump real quick to Acts 16. I'll let you read Acts 16 so you get a different picture. But just uh, the preface to this story is there's a young girl, probably uh, what we would call in today's day a psychic, and she is actually working on behalf of some men. But she's not just a psychic that's good at sleight of hand. She's demon-possessed, according to the Bible. In fact, she's following Paul and Silas. She's annoying them by what she's saying. Paul finally has enough and commands that demon to come out of her, And this girl, the Bible says, in that very hour, this girl was free. Now, the people that she's making money for are so upset that they grab Paul and Silas. They drag them before a multitude. In fact, that's where we pick this up in Acts chapter 16 uh, in verse 22. Let me read verse 22 and 23. Then the multitude rose up together against them, And the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them that they be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Now, you know, when we read these things and we read just a sentence, we don't get a full picture of of what's happening. You know, when they're jumped by this mob and they have their clothes ripped off, they are beaten with rods. In fact, many a times they are beaten to a place which it would almost look like they would have been left for dead. Can you imagine being hit in the head and the back with these rods to where your face in different places would begin to swell? We'll read a little later that they had stripes, so somehow they were cut up. Possibly we got a crack or broken rib or two. They were beat up for the acts that they did They're dragged now, they're thrown in an inner prison, and they've commanded the jailer to keep this thing all quiet. You know what their crime was? It wasn't anything. It was seeing this young girl that was demon-possessed freed. Now, I don't know about you, but a lot of times if this situation happened to us and we were beat up without cause, thrown into jail, we would be demanding our phone call. We would be trying to get in touch with some uh, attorney. We would be trying to figure out what, what did I do? What are they charging me for? And in the case of Paul and Silas being beaten up, stripped down, thrown into jail secretly by this jailer, here's what happens at midnight to them. And it says this, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Think about that. In the midst of, in in this physical pain, probably had their hands chained up, uncomfortable where they're sitting, in this inner stinky prison that they've been thrown in there to secretly do it, not complaining, they begin praying and singing hymns to God. And it says, and the prisoners were listening to them. I'd love to know what song they were singing at that time. But here's what happened. Here's what the Bible says. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison was shaken 
And immediately all of the doors were open and everyone's chains were loosed. Now, this earthquake, as you know, when we read here in the Bible, this isn't just an opportunity that something happened. What actually happened, there was an earthquake that you know that the Lord did. These guys are free and all of the prisoners are free. They sang and worshiped God and God displayed his power on their behalf. Notice this, everybody's chains came off. Man, you just listen to these guys sing and your chains fall off. You know why? Because as we set our hearts to seek God, as we set our hearts to worship him, as we set um, ourselves in these days to stand in faith and to stand on his word, everything happening around, it's bigger than just us. It's bigger than us. It affected everyone in this jail. You know, there's a, a, a song and it's actually on our playlist that if I were to say, uh, what is one song if I had to choose that I would listen to over and over and over again, that's become, I would call this an anthem, uh, a fight song in my life. In fact, it's a song called God of Revival. Let me read you this, this one just short chorus. It says, talking about Jesus, you rose in victory and now you're seated forever on the throne. So why should my heart fear what you've defeated? I will trust in you alone. If there's one song, if there's one anthem, if there's one thing that I wanna put in my ears and in my heart, it's this one song to remind myself what Jesus did, he's seated, he's defeated everything, and he's the one that I trust in. Jehoshaphat didn't trust in his might of his military men. He trusted in seeking the Lord. You know, when you read a little bit about Jehoshaphat, he would send teachers of the word of God out into Judah to teach the people. It wasn't an act that he was doing. It became his heart. And out of that heart, it flowed to the people in that nation that they began to seek the Lord, every man, woman, and child. And with the song, they saw these militaries defeated. When Paul and Silas were thrown into prison, beaten up, stripped down, striped, thrown secretly, it was who they were. They prayed and they worshiped just as if they'd been free men and God began to move on their half so that not only were their chains free, everybody's chains were off. But you know, the story doesn't stop there. In fact, when we read on, you can read on a little bit later, the jailer grabs a sword and he's going to take his life. He assumes everybody's taken off and they hadn't, they're there. In fact, we read this in verse 30 through 33, and this is talking about the jailer, and it says this, and he brought them out and says, sir, what must I do to be saved? You know what this jailer did? You're gonna see here in a minute. Um, this jailer is gonna clean up Paul and Silas. In fact, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, 
believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your whole household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all who were in his house. And he took them that same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and all of his family were baptized. All right, think about this story just for a minute. Paul and Silas, the chains come off. The gates are open. You know what you're going to do? You're going to take off running. They didn't leave. The jailer, knowing what has happened, knows that he's probably going to be killed when sunset or sunrise happens. And yet Paul and Silas call out. They hadn't left. They're still there. And the very first thing that comes out of the jailer's mouth is, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? You know what happened? He saw something different in them. He saw that these men that were beaten and brought in probably like any other prisoner, they were different. They were praying to God. They were singing hymns to God. They were worshiping God. And then all of a sudden, this great display of power took place and they didn't even run. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And here's what they said. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved and your household. I love when they read that, that they even took the time in his own house to teach the word of God to them. And then he washes their wounds and then they baptize his family. Can I let you know today that many of us might have different feelings on the inside. Uh, many times in these days, we, we just have that bit that we start thinking like an individual. It's easy to think of ourselves, but there's a different picture taking place in these days. It's not about us. It's the greater picture of people like this jailer. That people have been watching our lives for a long time, maybe years. And how we respond in these days is going to be a deciding moment for them. And as we see in this story, for their whole household. Remember, I opened with that uh, 2 Timothy 3.16. All of these scriptures are God-breathed, speaking to us, encouraging us. And so even though Paul and Silas had to go through this uh, unjust beating, they turned it around for God's purpose, God's glory, and God's power that this whole household was saved and baptized. So, so let me mention this to you today. In fact, I, I want to pray a couple things. Would you and your family this week take that posture of seeking the Lord, being somebody that turns on worship music, being a worshiper of God. Start looking at your problems, not with your eyes. Start seeing them as God sees them. You know, it would have been very easy for God to tell Jehoshaphat to ambush these people at a particular time but God wanted to cause the confusion amongst them for them to take out themselves while the people were spectators. God could have used Paul and Silas 
to free this girl and not to be thrown in prison, but on the different perspective, God knew that all of these people, their chains would come off, and God also knew this, that a jailer and his household would be saved. You see, God has a different picture of things happening than we do, and we've got to get off of the things that we picture, and let's look at his eyes. Remember the the people in Jehoshaphat, the nation there of Judah, they turned their eyes on the Lord. What's he doing? How's he moving? What's What crooked places are is he making straight? Let's get our eyes back on what he's doing because he's got plans. He's got ways that he's leading, but he wants us to watch. He wants us to trust him and he wants us to be worshipers. So Lord, we lay down our lives again. In fact, it should be a daily thing that we do, that we come to the feet of Jesus, laying down our ideas, laying down our plans, laying down our pursuits to seek you. So that when we pick this life back up to run, we're running and we're fighting the good fight of faith. We're running in the direction that you tell us to run. We're having the ideas and creativity in these days because you're speaking to our spirit. We're encouraging others today because you're our encouragement. You're our strength. But Lord, would you rekindle that fire on the inside of us to be worshipers of you? Jesus is seated at the throne. He's defeated all that him will I trust. And lastly, this, if you're watching and you're like that jailer and you don't know Jesus, in fact, it was a a great question when he said, what must I do to be saved? And they said these simple words, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. You know what happens when you pray that? Romans 10, 9, and 10 lets us know when we confess Jesus as Lord, we know that it comes into our life, into our heart. We become a new creature. We become alive. We become connected to him. We know that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. We know that we'll spend eternity with Jesus in heaven, but we're to become a disciple of his, following his teachings, living in these days, fighting the good fight of fight, but turning to seek him, following him with everything. So pray that prayer with me, would you? Would you just pray, Jesus, thank you for coming into my life. I believe that you lived, died, and rose again for me, and I accept you as my Lord and Savior, and I will be your disciple and follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. You know, I I pray for all of our households that our households would be people of faith, that even those that might be prodigals, even at this time, that God would continue to knock on the doors of their heart to draw them back on in. But let's position ourselves to be worshipers 
of him. Hey, if you're giving uh, today, in fact, I want to read a verse and I want us to to pray today as well too. And and before we receive our offerings, Proverbs 3, uh, verses 9 through 10 say these words, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all of your increase so that your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Honor the Lord. As we give today, let's position our heart that we know this. We are honoring the Lord with our possessions. We know the Bible says in other places that the earth is all his, that it's all his, but we honor, we bring back to him that which is his. And and so as when we put up here on the screen uh, a prayer, would you pray this along? And would you read it aloud as I read it aloud and allow this to be your personal prayer today? Ready? As I give in today's offering, I rejoice as I bring to the Lord the first fruits of my income and my increase. I worship the Lord with a grateful heart for he has provided faithfully for me and my house. I give willingly and cheerfully in Jesus' name, amen. If you're giving uh, to the Hills Church and if you're mailing it in, you can mail it to our P.O. box and the P.O. box is 661419 Arcadia, California, 91066 or for a fast, secure way to do it, you can go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org, and you can click on the Give link as well, too. And thank you for uh, your offering and support uh, of the Hills Church. Hey, remember, um, every Wednesday night, we gather for a time of, we call it Zoom and Communion. We take about 30 minutes and connect with one another, go through a, a verse or two as we're led Um, and also receive communion. Jesus said, as often as you do it, to remember him. If you're not on our email list, you'd like to connect to get in on this Zoom meeting, email us, and our email is info at hillschurcharcadia.org, or just go to our website, and under the contact section, you can fill out your information, and we'll get that and add you on uh, as well. Uh, Our website, though, is the best to stay up to date with all of our information and communication. And again, we're so glad that you took the opportunity to tune in, to connect over God's word. But can I encourage you today to have, have confidence, find your song, be a worshiper, watch what God does, and allow him to work through you to others and in specifically in these days. Allow him to breathe into you insight, creativity, hope, and purpose. And as we want to do, we've been hearing testimonies of God's faithfulness, provision, protection. But allow yourselves, position yourselves today to be a worshiper, turn your eyes to him and watch what he does. The Lord bless you and have a great day.